Hello, and welcome to Fortune's Wheelhouse, a podcast about esoterics and the tarot. I'm Susie Chang, and my co-host is Mel Moline. We're going on a journey through the symbols and secrets of the major arcana, and we hope you'll join us. If you've been listening so far, you'll know we sometimes get carried away, and we're knee-deep in Kabbalah before we can stop ourselves. So, if it sounds like we're speaking in tongues, stay with us. Help is on the way. We have a webpage, www.patreon.com slash fortuneswheelhouse, and on that webpage, you will find basic reference articles and episode notes that are free to everyone, as well as behind-the-scene posts and in-depth articles for patrons. And if you become a patron, you'll get a chance to win our giveaways, like Lynn in Texas, who won last week's death giveaway. Congratulations, Lynn. This week, we're talking about temperance, a card which is associated with the rainbow in all kinds of interesting ways you're about to discover. And you know how you say colors of the rainbow in Latin? That's right, colores arcus. So Mel is offering one copy of her Tabula Mundi Coloris Arcus deck, which is, as far as I'm concerned, the most significant deck published in this millennium so far. Mel would never say that, so I'm saying it for her. Anyway, all you got to do is sign up as a patron at the $3 level or above, and you'll be automatically entered in our drawing. You can do that at our website, www.patreon.com slash fortuneswheelhouse. And remember, if you sign up as a patron, you'll move us that much closer to our goal of doing episodes for the Minor Arcana as well. Folks, we're just $60 away, and you just might be the one who puts us over the top. And now, here is this week's episode of Fortune's Wheelhouse. We are here today to discuss temperance, and Mel and I have been like procrastinating for about half an hour because this card is so full of stuff. It's so intimidating. It's so it scary. And it's, it's huge. One of my favorite cards. Me too. And you know, not just because I'm a Sagittarius, and this is the card of Sagittarius, but it's just, I love everything about it. It's always been one of my favorites, and I want to do right by it and there's so much there and i do too because this card you know i have a personal history with it i never used to understand it at all and then it just came erupting into my life a couple years ago and you know it's become much clearer to me and it means a lot to me so you know no pressure or anything <laughs> okay so the 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 title in the Wade Smith card is Temperance, but the title in the Thoth card is Art. And we'll be talking much, much more about that because it's not art like you go to the museum. It's the great art, which is alchemy. So when we get to talking about alchemy, we will explain that further. I've also seen Time, which is an odd one, The Solar Spirit, which will make a little bit of sense when we get to the Kabbalah section, um, and then the Hermetic titles, uh, Daughter of the Reconcilers and The Bringer Forth of Life. Yes, so The Daughter of the Reconcilers. What would that mean 
the reconcilers. I think of the two supernal parents, perhaps. And I also think of the two Sephira beneath them. So in some of these cards, not so much in either of these, but in, in some cards, I think the Golden Dawn cards, there'll be a red cup and a blue cup. Mm-hmm. And so you have the two uh, Gaborah and Hesed yeah. um, beside each other. And those are actually right on the side of, so this is this path is on the central pillar, and those it's the balance between those those two. So specifically Chesed and Gibor. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would call them the reconcilers, you know, mm-hmm. the, the So there's the expansive force of Chesed and then yeah. the cutting, contracting force right. of Gibor Mars. Or the, the severity and the benevolence, mm-hmm. if you will, you mm-hmm. know, and what what reconciles the reconciling force between them of this temperate path mm-hmm. in the middle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the bringer forth of life would gets more into the alchemical side of the equation where this card is like the crucible where it all happens. Mm -hmm. So if we talk about fire and water first in this card or in these cards, that will sort of allow us to broach the alchemical stuff as well. So, um, so force and form again, you have, you know, the two pillars on either side. Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit in the last episode no, in the Hanged Man episode about how watery the form side is. And, um, you know, I don't really see that much of an argument for saying that the pillar of force cards are fiery, but force itself is fiery. You know, right. so there's the, the receiving of water and the giving, the sending, transmitting of fire. The descending spark from mm-hmm. above, if you will. So we have all these references in both cards to uh, fire and water. And maybe the first thing to look at is look at the hands of art in the Thoth card, where there's a lunar cup in one hand and a fiery, I don't know what you call that. Torch of some torch sort. Torch of some sort in the other hand. And not only that, but look at the hands. Mm. <laughs> so... The very figure of temperance is comprised of opposites. Yes. They say that it's the, uh, the king and the queen or the empress and emperor transmuted and becoming one being comprised of two that have switched their attributions. Right. And they are the king and queen that we see in the lover's card. Gemini lovers being the opposite of Sagittarius art. So these are opposite cards. Um, that might be a good segue into the um, alchemical relationship between the, the yes. Gemini lovers card, which we went over in that episode and this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, uh, so in that card, we saw the red line and the white eagle of alchemy. Yes. And here we see they're switched to be a, a red eagle and a white lion. Right. Right. And there's also the Solve et Coegla equation. Right, right. So um, Solve et Coagula are dissolve and uh, coagulate. So, so there are dissolve seven. Dissolve and combine. Right. Uh, yes, combine. Nicer than a coagulate. Um, although, you know, it's interesting when you think about it because uh, we have the sword in the Gemini card. Right, and then, to separate. You know, and to, then coagulation right. of the blood after you, you know, cut. Anyway, so there are seven processes in alchemy. 
And neither of us, well, certainly not me. I'm no, I'm no alchemical expert, but I do know that there are seven processes, calcination, dissolution, separation, conjunction, fermentation, distillation, and finally coagulation. And the lovers and the, um, temperance or art card are dissolution and coagulation, the second and the seventh step. So jumping all the way to the final step. And it's not as if we were talking about this before we started recording. It's not as if there's a one-to-one correspondence between these processes and other tarot cards, but you always hear about it with these two. So the dissolve is represented in the lovers, perhaps by the sword of Zion, which divides them. Uh huh. And then, but in this one, they are combined into one. Into one being. So the, the two beings of the other card are now, if you will, the green lion of alchemy. She's wearing the green dress and she's, Mm -hmm. uh, got two faces, one light and one dark. And the Mm -hmm. opposite arm is one light and one dark on each side. Mm hmm. I always think of those two figures as being Apollo and Artemis. Hmm. Yes, and solar and lunar. Solar and mm-hmm. lunar. So if we get into the Kabbalah a little, I guess we have to jump right into it. The, the path of this card is, you know, between the Sephira of the moon, mm-hmm. yes, Sod, and Tifarat, the sun. So we have day and night. We have... Apollo for the sun and Artemis for the moon, if you will. And here they're combined into one hermaphrodite-like creature. Right, right. Um, and before we get totally into that, uh, we also see in the weight card the mixing between the two cups. And, and the, and the one foot on land and one foot on water, which yeah. is another version of reconciliation of opposites. I, when I see both that, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same message in both cards, but in the weight card, I think it makes it pretty clear that that fluid that's mixing is, or could be, I think of it as anyway, an astral fluid. So mm. you've got the, that, path between the moon and the sun Yisod is where that all that astral fluid is and it it's mixing it with the i guess you'd say the solar fluid and the lunar fluid or you could say the material world and the astral world because there's one foot on land and one foot in the in the water hmm yeah i can see that and also on the weight card if we're kind of dipping a toe into kabbalah uh you also have you know you can think of those as the waters of the moon Mm-hmm. Whereas you can see on the angel's head in the weight card, the sun, the sun headband, mm-hmm. the surgical mirror. Right. So it's, it's, it's literally the path there, the mm-hmm. solar. It's a literal symbol reference. at the top and yeah. the, the lunar waters beneath. So if you haven't yet, be sure to look at the Kabbalah diagram and you'll need it for the rest of this episode. Be sure also to read when you have a chance, Mel's Kabbalah article sort of laying out uh, how these, how the tree basically works, and that'll help a lot. But temperance is such an important central path on the tree. It's it's between Yesod and Tiferet, between the sun and the moon, and it's just below the high priestess. And then below we have the world. So it's sort of sandwiched right, right in the, the middle. The middle of the middle path. Exactly. The middle Probably of the, middle the most path. important path in, in a sense mm-hmm. because of where it is right there at the foundation up to the sun. Mm-hmm. And then right. the priestess path up to Keter. Right. 
Yeah. So, and you can see Ketter in the wait card. You can see a crown in the, all the way back behind the mountains in the left side of the temperance card mm. in that radiant light. It yes. is in the shape of a crown. And I always used to wonder what that was when, you know, 20 years ago, <laughs> getting started with all this, but it is in fact a reference to Ketter, the crown at the top of the tree, way off in the distance, but very much present in the card. Below the crown of Keter are these mountain ranges, which I saw a reference to them as the Vale of Paroketh. So the idea mm. being that, like, uh, there's the Chesed, Chesed Gevur right, and Tiferet. Right, just below Tiferet, there's right. that veil, and this crosses uh, that on the so middle pillar. So just the way the supernals are set apart, Chesed, so one, two, and three are set apart, four, five, and six are also set apart from seven, eight, and nine. And ten. So um, now the death card, the card we just had, also crosses that, crosses veil, that veil, and that's actually right. the first card to do so on the uh, path of the flaming sword. Whereas right. this card is the card that does it on the middle pillar, so right. it's equally right. associated with that. And we'll be doing it again, of crossing, break, right. breaking that veil, if you will, mm-hmm. which we will do again with the devil card next time. Yeah, and there's a, definitely a connection between this card and the priestess. Mm-hmm. So the priestess mm-hmm. being associated with Artemis as, uh, you know, the the maiden of the silver bow. And then mm-hmm. we have this card as like the arrow of the bow. Right, right. And that's pulling in Sagittarius, who in astrology is the sign of the archer. Exactly. You know, let's not forget that Sagittarius is a centaur creature, a reconciliation between human and animal. Yes. Um, trying to make that work in a single being. So um, so shall we start in on the bow references? Sure. Um, well, I mean, first of all, there's a hidden one in the form of the Iris on the Wade Smith card. Iris, of course, mm. is the, uh, you Goddess may have wondered. Yep. If you've wondered what rainbow, that. Rainbow. <laughs> what that, what that, that. Uh, flower is, rainbow. And, uh, and, and the rainbow is what you, what you get when the sun is shining through rain. Right. So there's that fire, fire and water. water. Yes. Thing. And, and it's light. It's, it's, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, um, Light and darkness, again, just like the priestess, if you go back to the episode there where we talked about light and darkness, Mm -hmm. this is also a path that's very bright, diffuse with light, the sun and the moon, the reflected light, Mm -hmm. and yet there's the darkness of inside that crucible. The sun and the moon, there's another day-night reference. Ah, yeah. So reconciliation of opposites in the day and the night. Mm -hmm. And there's a bit of the dark night of the soul going on, too, because... We talked about that then, but they call this path the test or the trial. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yes, so, yeah. um, so when we're talking about bows and archery, um, there's a very specific phenomenon on the tree of life that you should know about. Um, so we should put up a diagram of that. I yes. think we'll, we'll do that in the post. Yes, absolutely. Because this is a little bit, technical to follow in audio, but you definitely need the visual. So if you look at the tree of life at the bottom, you see uh, the path of temperance between Tiferet and Yesod, uh, and which is associated with the letter Samek. Uh, if you look at the diagonals on either side of that path between Netzach and um Malkut, Malkut, and between Hod and Malkut, 
those are associated with the letter Kof um, for the moon path between Netzach and Malkuth. Uh, and which is like a Q. Which is like a Q. And then the path from Hod to Malkuth is associated with Shin, which is the... Um, which is the path of judgment and is associated with fire. So you have so far, you have Kof and Sheen, Q and SH. Then below, uh, below the temperance card, you have the world card, which is associated with the letter Tau or Tav. Um, so you have Kof, Shin and Tav. And if you put those three together, you pronounce them Keshet, which means bow. And if you look at it on the path of the tree of life, it forms a bow shape. Right, where the mm-hmm. uh, the central path is like the arrow being strung, and the two mm-hmm. diagonal paths on either side is the, um, what do you call the string on the bow? Mm-hmm. You must know. Bow string. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't <Okay>. know. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you see those mm-hmm. two diagonals and the, the straight shaft between them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and temperance is right above that. So that's, it's the arrow, Sagittarius, shooting through the bow of Cachette. And, uh, when I first learned that, it just blew my mind, you know, yeah. <laughs> that was just right there, literally spelled out on the tree. There's also the, um, the bow as the rainbow and the bow of promise, you know, the, the ark of the, the covenant the, of yeah, God, the, the covenant, saying. the rainbow in mm-hmm. the cloud, um, mm-hmm. after the flood, mm-hmm. which is another kind of reconciliation between the divine the, and yes. the human. Yep. Right. And then right. It, I also think, so going back to the bow and Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. So every one of the 12 signs has a sort of little short saying about what they do. Mm-hmm. And Sagittarius says, I aim. I aim, right. And that, you know, obviously is a reference to the bow and shooting an arrow. And it makes me think of aspiration. I aim or I aspire. You can mm-hmm. kind of restate it as. Yes. Yes. There is something about the tension of the bowstring and the act of shooting in this card. The quivering. The quivering. The tension. The tension. It is not... An easy path. And like, if you imagine yourself, this is something I tell people to do all the time. Imagine yourself like the angel in the weight card with one foot on land and one foot in the water. It takes a major amount of concentration and physical coordination to maintain that. It is not something you're, you're not just standing there. And that is part of the meaning of this card that right. it's the effort required to maintain that reconciliation and balance. Right. You never let down your guard. This card is about the tension of the bowstring before its release. And you know what's really cool? My last name, Chang, most common name in, in the world, means the motion of drawing the bow. Cool. Isn't that cool? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So my children have a like a fake little pseudonym they sometimes use. My husband's last name is Teveldi, which is Dutch for of the field. So they so they when they need a pseudonym, they call themselves Archer Field. <laughs> anyway, so so yeah, so there's there's another reason that I feel very connected. You just outed to this them. Card. I just outed them. Yes. <laughs> So let's see. Oh, and there's also the moons above the temperance, the art figure in the Thoth card. There's Mm -hmm. a pair of silver crescents that kind of form the shape of a bow, which is both a reference to the path of the priestess above um, the temperance card. And of Yasod below. Mm -hmm. And of Yasod below. And this whole Sagittarius archer thing uh, and the, the bow of Artemis, which is also in 
the priestess card. Going back to the uh, cachette mm-hmm. bow. Mm-hmm. So if you look at those letters, you have the the fire letter shin in the middle. And mm-hmm. that makes me think of, so when you look at the shin card, the uh, judgment or aeon card, aeon, aeon card, there's often in that card of um, judgment, it's like a crucible. There's like a, a pit of fire uh, yeah. shown sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's in, it's in between the the earth and the moon. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Between the Tao and the uh, cough mm-hmm. in the word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of cool. That's kind of cool. Now, as for the letter of temperance itself, which is Samech, that means like a support or a prop. So again, yep. there's that idea of tension and, right. you know, of muscular tension. Of holding, holding something up. Holding up. up. Holding yes. that energy. Something else I was going to say about that. But the interesting thing about that letter, too, is it's one of the only letters that has a closed loop. Oh, right. It's right, that. Yeah. Mem final is also a closed loop. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if you don't count the final right forms form of, of mm-hmm. mem, this is the only one that's closed. And it's it's so it's it's both a, a feminine symbol being mm-hmm. a, an open loop or a closed loop, if you will. Mm hmm. But then you think of the prop and the arrow as being very masculine. <laughs> right. So it's again, got, again, that two- male and female combined into one. Uh, right. Those two thing. qualities. And uh, again, the tension that we were talking about is sort of also um, represented in the weight card as that that quivering between the cups. There's, you know, that wavy thing that looks like an Aquarius glyph that you were talking about before. You know, that's also might represent that sort of like, you know, yeah, the, the there's also the meaning of the the Samek as anger. Mm. And I think of it as the quivering of divine rage, yes. or, you know, that yes. again another tension or quivering of the the bowstring, mm-hmm. right? Yes, it's that moment before release of anger or ecstasy. All right. Uh Yeah, this is really the path of aspiration. I mean, mm-hmm. it's there's no doubt about it's the going straight up the middle pillar, you know. It, mm-hmm. You, you mm-hmm. start down and below, you're you're there, and then your next one is you shoot right up to the top. Right, right, right. And this is like you know, if you don't want to bother with following the path of the lightning flash, you go straight up from Yasod to Chipperet. Mm-hmm. You know, aiming right for that conversation with the holy guardian angel. <laughs> and thinking about it in terms of you know the test or the trial. Sagittarius is said to be a sign associated with teaching or teachers, and hmm. mm-hmm. that brings in, yeah. you know, the holy guardian angel terminology. Yeah. And then I also think of if you if you do that thing where you reduce the le- the numbers mm-hmm. into the lower, so the fourteenth card would be a one and four, would be a five, which brings you to the hierophant, yeah. which is the, also a teacher of sorts. Right, <laughs> right. And there is, uh, you know, there is a Oh, I can't remember which centaur it was who was the famous teacher. Uh, oh, Kiron, right? Was it Kiron? Yeah. It was Kiron. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. Right. Healer Kiron. The, the rainbow itself kind of combines all the elements. So you have 
you know, you mentioned the fire and mm-hmm. the water combining to, to form the rainbow, the sun through the droplets of water in the air. But mm-hmm. then if you think of a rainbow itself, it's an arc that stretches from the earth to the sky. And then, right. So, so then you've got air and earth too. So you've got like you've all, got four all four elements in right. this one symbol, which is why the rainbow was and every the color, sign of the covenant every color, and every color and as every well. Color. It's so, all, it's all, yeah, it's involved. all four elements in the, the entire. The entire thing is there. And then the rainbow also makes me think of the, the alchemical phase. So this card follows the death card. Mm-hmm. And they say that after that blackening phase, sometimes there's a phase called the peacock's tail The forming. oily phase. Yeah. 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 Some yeah. Par- part of the pu- putrefaction of releases some sort of mm-hmm. um, molecules mm-hmm. and get this peacock tail with the the rainbow flashing colors right so while we're talking about alchemy we need to talk about what's written on the thoth card which if you haven't uh read that before or tried to it says visita interiora terrae rectificando invenius occultum lapidem or we should do it with the proper latin V's and W's, visita interiora terrae rectificando invenius occultum lapidem, which means the stone, or you could say the acronym for that is vitriol. Right. So visit the interior of the earth by rectifying, which is key, you shall find the hidden stone, which is, of course, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. It's the Philosopher's Stone. The ultimate attainment. The ultimate attainment. And as Mel is saying, the first letters of that motto form vitriol, which we see references to all the time in alchemical literature as a sort of shorthand for the great work of the alchemist. The idea is that you uh, refine what's base into what's precious. And that is not simply a, a matter of refining lead into gold, but also a matter of refining the alchemist, him or herself, into their greater, better, higher form, which is something that's just different about alchemy from modern science. <laughs> you know, the idea that it's a spiritual practice, not simply a physical practice. There's so much of that in this card that, that process of purification or you know turning yourself into gold union with the solar the inner sun the inner light and preparing the body it's like a physical process to prepare the body for that influx of light of purified light mm-hmm. of the sun mm-hmm. and it's directed by will so then you have the bow again the, it's a, often a symbol of will and direction mm-hmm mm-hmm Yeah, and when we talk about reconciliation of opposites, you know, in alchemical terms, that's sulfur and mercury. That's the idea that you, you know, you work with those two and through correct thinking (laughs) and correct process, you arrive at something precious rather than toxic cinnabar, (laughs) which you can get with mercury. We haven't talked about the word temperance itself, Mm. you know. Oh my God, we haven't, yeah. And the, you know... A lot of people would see that and think it means moderation. Yes. yes. In yes. that that sense, you know, you see the wine cups uh, <laughs> sloshing around, and but I like to think of it as tempering the fire and water, the the sword that we saw in the lover's card now being tempered and mm-hmm. refined. So, as you may know, if you uh, 
have heard a little bit about sword making, the sword is heated, like it's heated to a very, very high temperature and then plunged in cold water repeatedly. This is how they made Damascus steel and Damascene swords. And that's that process of fire, water, fire, water to create something that's extra hard, extra Precious, Extra strong, and also temperance. Temperance, tempering is a process that we do in cooking um, mm. in a couple of different ways. So, so for example, you can temper a custard, like if you or temper gelatin. So, suppose that you are trying to create a gelatin mixture. Gelatin is extremely temperature sensitive, so you want it when you're trying to to mix it with another another ingredient that you've prepared. You want them to be the same temperature, but you can't just throw them together because that then the gelatin will seize and you'll have lumps of gelatin throughout. So what you have to do is you introduce a little bit. And so a little bit of A into B, a little bit of B into A, and you keep doing that until it's so-called just tempered. Just like this card. Just like this card. Uh, same thing. Maybe with- they're making gelatin in that, <laughs> in that crucible and that, in the sauce card there. Yeah, yeah. Same thing when you're um, making certain kinds of cakes. You, when you're mixing dense and light, you have to do the same thing or custards or mousses. Uh, you have to temper them so that when they, when they mix, they won't destroy each other. And that's exactly what, what this kind of temperance is. So, so, so when you see the temperance card, it doesn't mean stop drinking. <laughs> it means mix your drinks more carefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we, we, we mentioned this anecdote in the justice card, the idea that, you know, whereas justice is where y- you each have your own drinks and they're separate and exactly measured. So nobody gets more of one or the other. In temperance, you mix them together and then everyone gets half. So it's a, it's a different kind of equality. It's a union of, you know, of two, of two parts. We were talking about crucible in this card. One thing we haven't mentioned is the uh, raven on it. Oh, yes. The caput mortuum. There's a raven and skull. So that again brings back the whole, this card follows the death card. Mm-hmm. Right. The idea that you have to putrefy in order to create. Back to that peacock's yeah. tail mm-hmm. after or part of Negredo. And the, the card, this, so this is the Sagittarius card and Jupiter is the ruler of Sagittarius, but the exaltation is the dragon's tail. Oh, oh, the south node? Yeah. The really? South node. No kidding. South node of the cool. moon, the dragon's mm-hmm. tail. So yeah. that's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as far as Sagittarius. And that's goes, a point in your chart of release, in a sense. And mm-hmm. again, it makes me think of the release of the arrow. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Right. Right. Now, and it's interesting because, um, you know, we talked about this being the sign of Sagittarius, which is ruled by Jupiter. And then the opposite sign is the lovers, which is ruled by Mercury. Mercury is in detriment in Sagittarius and Jupiter is in detriment in Gemini. So there's like these opposites that are doing their best to make sense of each other. So the the astrological minors associated with Sagittarius and Temperance would be the eight, nine, and ten of wands. Um, the Lord of Swiftness, Lord of Speed, the uh, Lord of Strength or Great Strength, and the Lord of Oppression. Uh, Mercury in Sagittarius is the first one. And this is, this is another one of those interesting ones because Mercury is in detriment throughout the sign of Sagittarius, but rules this face. So again, it has that effect of creating something cool and good within the Deccan. And you have Mercury in Sagittarius as well. First Deccan? Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, so so this is a card that should be near and dear to your heart. <laughs> it very much is. I I I think of this card as being the uh another way of portraying this card if you were drawing a cartoon would be the light bulb over the head moment. Uh, you yeah. know, the swiftness of thought. Yeah. The brilliance of thought that, mm-hmm. you know, those flashes. Yeah, flash of insight. And right. it's there and it's like right. flying through. Um, and, and it can't stop either. No. It, you know. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's the thing about an arrow. You can't just pause it in its flight. So you got to catch it before it's gone. Exactly. <laughs> the, the thing about this card that I think is interesting is, you know, it's almost like a vector card. There's, it's pure. It just moves. One of the things that, that I read in 36 Faces about it is that you can construct an amulet for safe travel from this. That makes sense. You know, right? Because it's, you know, it's about speed and lack of obstructions. It's Mercury. It's Sagittarius. So it literally is the arrow flying as fast as it can, unimpeded to its destination or target. Yep. I would think it would also be really good for just for for getting bright ideas, you know, right. for when if you the like, arrow is a yeah. beam of light instead, the yeah. speed of light yeah. traveling at the speed of light. That flash that you're talking about of insight, like you know, you know how so, sometimes you go to bed and you're trying to think something through and you just can't get it, and you're or you're searching for a word or something, and then the next day it just pops up, yeah, and it comes to you. I remember. One one writer is saying that it's like sending the dog to get it, you know, and the dog comes back with yeah. the bone. Right? But that's what this is like to me. This this idea that you know you send you send the message and the messenger comes back and right. you know hands it the over. Transmitted in this case, the that's aspect right. of Mercury as the trans transmitting force. So and then for the nine of. Wands. Which is another card that's very near and dear to me because mm-hmm. that's where my son is. Right. My, my right. son is in that decan of Sagittarius. And in the Thoth card, it's specifically sun and moon in Sagittarius rather than just moon, right. a moon ruler of the right. decan. So that's especially a good match for you, I would think. So, um, and the idea that it's strength, uh, great strength. So we have the combination of uh, the high priestess and and the art or temperance card in here. And there's something about this card that, I don't know, has to do with perseverance, you know, that kind of strength. I don't know. I don't really see it as perseverance. It? I see it as flexibility, mm-hmm. the strength of flexibility. Mm, you know, I see the, what you mean. The way the, mm-hmm. the yoga practitioner can be stronger than the bodybuilder. Because you of know? the moon quality, yeah. the lunar quality, right. the waxing and waning and flux and reflux. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Change is stability. That whole doctrine, again, you know, where mm-hmm. one who bends and doesn't break is stronger Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a sort of a call for drawing strength from your connection with things, from your intuition, not just from sheer willpower. Right. Yeah. 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 I can see that. And then and then we have <laughs> the uh, Saturn in Sagittarius, the oppression. Um, mm. Yeah. The heavy burden. The idea that the great works of Sagittarius, you know, the expansive properties. Also can come at a cost. <laughs> but also, I, I think my favorite Ten of Wands is your Ten of Wands in Tabula Mundi, where you have both the pressure of Saturn and the expansive fire of Jupiter trying to get out of the vessel that contains yeah. it. And, you know, and this anvil of Saturn sitting on top, blocking the airflow. Yes. And, you know, I, I mean, I, 
I think that that story of Saturn versus Jupiter is so fascinating always. I mean, right. these, expansion and contraction. Yeah, it's two. like the two of discs as well. Yeah. So those cards are like analogs of each other because they both have that Saturn and Jupiter thing. So in terms of our idea... Except one is a two, so it's, you know, a m- more pure beginning mm-hmm. force, whereas this one being a 10, it's, <laughs> you know, it, it's accentuating the heavy side of it, the earthier, you know, mm-hmm. material mm-hmm. side of the equation, mm-hmm. rather than the fiery side of equation. So if you think of it, you know, Hakma versus... yeah. Malkut. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you think about whether Sagittarius is happiest, you know, expressing itself as a 10, (laughs) maybe. Or or as a two. Or as a two. Right. Jupiter is happier as a two two than as a 10, I guess you could say. You could say that. Yeah. So there's this idea with the, with the 10 of wands that it's actually associated with the goddess of necessity, Ananke. So. I get this card all the time when I've got like five million chores to do and Mm -hmm. you just have to get through them like one by one and, you know, throwing and throwing Mm. down a stick one at a time and, you know, just carrying them and struggling for air. Yeah. Yeah. Pulling your weight. Yeah. But I think it's also, you know, it's um, a card that exploits the strength of the previous card. It's like, okay, you're that strong. Here, Here do some more stuff. (laughs) Here you go, donkey. (laughs) Exactly. We also see some divine references in the folds of the angel's robe in the weight card right below the neck t- neckline there's a yodhe vadhe there's a tetragrammaton it's really clear <laughs> get your magnifying glass or something but it's super clear it says you can see the two hays and the vav it's it's this one's not just some random rantings from a, <laughs> some esotericist i picked up so that's a reference to Tetragrammaton. And then just below that, we have four and three again, just like we did. Right. The triangle in the mm-hmm. square. Just like we did in the hanged man. So the triangle in the square, uh, that four plus three is called the septenary. And it's it could be, you know, divine plus physical world. Of, so that would be divine of three, and the triangle of three, and the square of four being physical matter. And again, that reconciliation between human and divine. Or it could be a reference to the seven virtues. The four cardinal virtues are prudence, temperance, fortitude, and justice. So temperance is one of them, as you as you see. And then there's the three so-called theological virtues, faith, hope, and charity. So it's one way to look at that. Or it could even be the two types of form, a triangle being associated with a feminine, mm. uh, the first form of the feminine aspect and then the four being associated with Jupiter, mm-hmm. I said, are the first masculine below the abyss form. Sure, sure. Again, more male and female combined into one form. Exactly. And the angel we see, I um, have heard it said, is Archangel Michael. And you were saying the dragon's tale, who killed the dragon? Michael killed the dragon. So um, this is the archangel of that victory, as well as the, an angel of healing associated in the Golden Dawn tradition with fire and the south, with his feet in the water. <laughs> so there's, again, that sort of reconciliation of fire and water. We have the red and the white, the red wings and the white robe, another, you know, red and white are opposites in, 
in this in this particular uh, iconographic language, um, again, like the sulfur and mercury and the red uh, eagle and the white line. And in the Waite Smith card illustration, we see there the path leading from, you know, the water mm-hmm. through the two mountains towards that crown. Yeah. And yeah. Again, mm-hmm. again, that's more repeated path, the goal, the path of aspiration, the going up the middle pillar from Isod and the ultimate goal all the way up the middle pillar to Keter. Right. And you know what's funny about this card is that it looks really symmetrical, but it's not. If you look at it, it's really off to the left of center. And I've always sort of thought of that as, you know, you can aspire, but (laughs) you're not there yet. (laughs) You know, you're always trying. Or perhaps, I don't know, the fact that it's off to the left a little bit that means that we're all a little bit off kilter, we're all a little bit, you know, sinister. And that uh, rectifying, righting ourselves Mm. will require moving us a little bit in that direction. In the Thoth card, one thing we haven't talked about are the the many, the six breasts. Oh, yes. The (laughs) many-breasted Diana of the ancient world (laughs) thing that she's got going on there. Yeah, many breasts, six of them because... Diana of Ephesus. Oh, really? We need a picture of that on the website. Yeah, we'll put a picture up. She's... statue of diana with you know tons of breasts down her front mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that and those breasts are there are six they're in the shape of the lower six sephirot um so the idea being that you have chesed uh givura tiferet netzach hod and yesod that's the microprosophus so the li- the smaller face that looks up at the higher face the long face of keter and then you see the arrow rising uh, up yeah the arrow rising up so if you look real close there's a that. tiny teeny arrow on that i don't know what it's the central there's this central thing she's got the kate little capelet in the center of that there's mm-hmm. a little tiny arrow which rising appears to up. be going right down into the fire <laughs> yeah the arrow's going up i think yeah yeah no i mean her, her right cape yeah thing, her capes but the arrow is blending into the it. fire yeah it almost looks like the glyph of aries although it does i was I'm thinking not sure that too. why yeah why would that be another fire know. sign yeah. yeah, I have to think about yeah. why, if that is. <laughs> yeah. And the, uh, you know, and then she's wearing green, which is the mm. number of uh, the color of fertility in Venus, but also it's the combination of blue and yellow. So there's sort of a lunar solar thing going on there. Right. And when the- I see that green in this card, I always think of the Dylan Thomas poem. And it, it, it mm-hmm. again, it's like that aspiration that like an arrow the force mm-hmm. that through the green fuse, fuse. drives the flower mm-hmm. drives my red blood <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. beautiful yeah we should put that up too we should just like basically devote the entire website to temperance because there's so much stuff uh, what about the bees and serpents right. those are More taken from the lover's from card the lover's card and mm-hmm. from the emperor and empress mm-hmm that's right. So there's that through line from the emperor to the empress to the lovers. To yeah, the it's temperance. really telling a story, you know, a continuation of the story that we saw. We saw the empress. We saw the emperor. Mm-hmm. We saw them combine or separate, but about to combine in mm-hmm. the lover's card. And now we see them transmuted into this, um, this right, more right. purified form. Right. This is the after card. Yeah, it's all about, you know... The alchemy of the process of tempering and perfection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Myself made perfect, the ultimate goal. <laughs> right, right. What can we say about the um, 
philosopher's stone. Um, it, the idea being that if you, if you were able to, if you had the philosopher's stone, a couple things you could do with it. You could turn take anything a, into gold, t- turn anything into gold. And also the elixir of life is derived from it as well. So you would right. be able to drink it and become Live immortal. Forever. Eternal life and eternal riches, basically. <laughs> no wonder they were looking for it. No wonder they kept looking so hard. It's kind of the ecstasy of spirit, though, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a very mm-hmm. spiritual card. Mm-hmm. But it's also a physical process, too, you know? And it right. Strength and will. Right. In the earthly body as the crucible. Mm-hmm. There's something about this card which... I don't know. There's something about it that has always seemed to me like, you know, there there are ordeals associated with it. There is mm. sort of like the thing that draws your graded strength out of you, but also is hard, you know, that you have to come to terms with, that you have to learn about yourself and become better by dealing with it. So if there's something in your life that a lesson that repeats and repeats right, and back repeats. Back to that. The test or the yeah, trial. Yeah. The dark night. This card represents that. The, the test that you have over and over again, which you might have in relationships or you might have in your work or something that just keeps, seems to happen over and over again. It's like the thing you must learn to reconcile. I think it's different for everyone. I love on the Thoth card. See these little forms in the corners? The, oh, yeah. The, the, I think of them as an illustration of that vibration quality. They're- so these sort of line, white line, yeah, uh, geometric yep. forms in the yep. corners and on the sides. Yeah, yeah. The spring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Illustrating that quivering. Yeah. Colors? Colors. Yeah, colors. Okay. So colors. Colors. Well, blue for Sagittarius in mm-hmm. the king scale and green and yellow and then... Uh, Oh, it's the princess scale. Dark, vivid blue. It Dark, says. Vivid, more blue. Yeah, more blue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So blues, greens, and yellows. Yeah, yeah. Plus, we have um, in the in the Thoth card, we seem to have some reds as well. Right for the red eagle. Mm-hmm. And we have the uh, because blue is the absolute path. That means that we are once again dealing with G sharp, which is sounding basically like this. Funny, the last card, three cards we had, we went G sharp, G and G, uh, G sharp, G natural, yeah, and G green, sharp blue, again. blue and blue. Yeah, yes, we had two yeah. blues and a green blue. Yeah, so uh, we'll be moving on from that with the. It devil makes me card. think. You ever have one of those toys when you were a kid, and it was like a little xylophone, and yeah. every color was a different tone. Yep, it's just like yeah. that. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> oh, we have yet to do our smells. And I know you like this one. I, I actually remembered to bring the natural version of Oud Wood this time, Oud. which is the basis of your Sagittarius perfume, so you'll recognize it. Oh, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, and this is the one, again, like we were talking about in the Wheel of Fortune card, where it is the tree's response to being infected that causes it to mm. produce this resin, which is so pleasing to our smell. It's got sort of a pruny kind of the trial woody smell. of the tree <laughs> the trial of the tree exactly that seems sort of apt with this card and wood with arrows and wood with arrows exactly so that's why when i make perfumes i i usually try to i use wood both for earth and for fire because of that sort of volatile um fuel to the fire quality of wood but also it's growing in the earth so we can use them in both cases 
So we've talked about a lot of esoteric imagery, but all of it sort of contributes to this idea of the reconciliation of opposites, the tension before the release, the tempering, the tempering, the perfecting and the refinement, stone. the perfecting of the self. And so if you remember one thing from this episode to take away with you from temperance, uh, let it be that it's, that it's not exactly moderation. <laughs> it's about, again, dealing with these extremes, getting them to talk to each other, finding a way to balance them within yourself, which it seems like something we could all use in the climate we're in nowadays. Okay, I think that's it for temperance. Did we do it? We did it. Oh my God, we're so ready for a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Mix up the cocktails <laughs> like Cocktail time. Okay, we will be back next time with the devil, speaking of. Speaking of cocktails. <laughs> yeah, so bottoms up, folks. <laughs> and that's our show for today. You can find us at www.patreon.com slash fortunes wheelhouse where you'll also find new episode announcements and loads of extra articles and visuals which will help you follow along with the show. If you're enjoying Fortune's Wheelhouse, won't you leave us a review on iTunes? It's more helpful to us than you can imagine. Even a sentence or two multiplies our reach so that other tarot enthusiasts out there, like you, can find and enjoy the show. And if you'd like to have a chance at these amazing giveaways that we keep mentioning, why not become a patron at the $3 level or above? You'll be entered to win in our prize drawings, you'll gain access to the 78 Playlist Tarot Music Project on Spotify, and you'll unlock a treasury of patron-only esoteric content on our website. What's that website again? It's www.patreon.com slash fortunes wheelhouse. We can't wait to welcome you to the Wheelhouse community because you are a hero of the astral plane and we so appreciate your support. <laughs> <laughs>